0: You say you're a Christian. Good. Did you realize you're a witness for Jesus Christ? Let's talk about that. Hi there and welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from the Well a Christian Community here in Livermore, California. Today, if you'll join us, we're here in Acts chapter 1 verses 4 through 8. It's there that our teacher and pastor Napoleon Kaufman will take us as so we take a look at the characteristics of a true witness. Just what is a witness and how are those characteristics to show up in our lives? Those are questions we hope to answer for you today and help you apply to your life as well. Join us. Here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman now with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
1: If you and I are going to be true witnesses, if we are going to be individuals that can testify concerning what Jesus Christ has done, have a willingness to give our life, have a willingness to, to, to give everything for God, we have to realize that there is a message. There is a message that God has given us to give to others. And this message has to first and forth, first and foremost become a reality to me. It has to become a reality to me. Acts chapter 5 verse 29 to 32. Take a look at this. The apostles are being persecuted. And they are, they're on trial before the Sanhedrin being questioned. And in verse 29... Apostle Paul, say, um, Peter says this. He says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. Now watch this. And we are his what? To these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit Whom God has given to those who obey him. Now he's giving witness as an individual. That number one has made a decision. That I. Am going to be an individual. That is willing to give my life. Continually to God. And then number two. Continually for and be willing to give my life for God. As an individual that stands in this position. I Am bearing, I am a witness, and I'm bearing witness to what I know is fact. And that is that Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose from the grave. Okay? I am a witness, and I'm bearing witness to the fact, and this is what he's saying here, that Jesus Christ, he died, he was buried, and he rose from the grave. Okay? Okay? As a witness, I'm bearing witness to the fact that Jesus died, was buried, and he rose from the grave. Do we know this truly as believers? Really? Because if I'm going to be a true witness for the Lord Jesus Christ... I have to be able to know with certainty that he is an individual who has died and was buried and he rose from the grave. He sits on the right hand of the father to be my intercessor throughout the age and to be my high priest who stands on my behalf. This is not something I'm trying to figure out. This is something I know. Amen. And this is the characteristic of someone who is truly a martyr, someone who is a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. They are convinced, they are fully persuaded that Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose from the grave. And there's nothing a Muslim can tell you. There's nothing a a, a Hindu can tell you. There's nothing a Buddhist can tell you. There's nothing an atheist can tell you. You are fully convinced that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose out of the grave for my justification. Amen? I feel that in my spirit right now. Because this is something that has to be sure and fixed. Because the devil will try to confuse us. He'll try to get us mixed up. And he'll try to destroy our witness. Because there's an individuals who are very religious. And yes, they may be people who, who say to themselves, you know, I'm willing to die for Jesus Christ. I'm willing to give my life fully to Jesus Christ. But I'm not so convinced that Jesus Christ rose from the grave. People are dying and giving their life. To Mohammed. Okay. So it's not just saying that I'm, I'm willing to give my life continually to Christ. And I'm, and I'm willing to die for Christ. There has, to be, there has to be fact. There has to be truth. And the truth is Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose from the grave. And I am a witness of this. And I can bear testimony and witness that he has done this. Not just because of what others have said. But because that same Jesus who died, he was buried and he rose from the grave. That same Jesus who did these things, now I I know that he's dwelling inside of me. And so it is a fact. It is finished. That same Christ dwells in my heart by faith. The same Christ meets me in my prayer closet. The same Christ meets us when we come together. He said, we're two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. The same Christ is still living, breathing, actively involved in our lives and in our daily decisions and all the things that we're doing with ourselves. Jesus is involved. So you cannot tell me that he did not die. That he was not buried and that he did not get out of the grave for my justification. This same Jesus, he dwells inside of me. I'm talking about true witnesses, amen? That you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. And there's nothing that the devil or anybody else can say to convince you otherwise. You'll go down to the grave knowing that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose from the grave on my behalf. Amen? Oh man, I love this. I love this because God is looking for true witnesses. And this is one of the characteristics. A person really has been convinced, and there's nothing that you can tell them regarding this truth, this fact. A lot of people start off with Christ, they get confused. They start to doubt, they start to question on their deathbed. They're wondering, and this is, you know, is this really real? Is this really? But there has to be something in us that takes us beyond this, beyond wondering. Into a place of knowing, and in that place, we become true witnesses. This is first and foremost. Number two is found in Acts chapter one. The first characteristic we see here is we're fully convinced that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and he rose from the grave. This is what this is, this is a fact, and and I can bear witness to this fact. Number two, we see here in verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Next characteristics is there is the sense that these individuals have been empowered by God. Now this is big. Because if I'm going to be a true witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, there, is going, there are going to be times of persecution, there's going to be times when, of opposition, there's going to be times of resentment, there's going to be times when my, where I'm going to be tried, my character is going to be tried, but yet and still, in the midst of it all, I'm able to stand, not because of my power, but because of His power. And this is a characteristic of a person who is really a witness for Jesus Christ. They don't buckle under the pressure, amen? Because they realize that greater is he that is in them than he that is in the world. And they have been infused with the power that comes from on high. And you get the sense when you're around them that this person is not being fueled by their own strength. But there's a resident power and strength that comes to the Holy Spirit that is inside of them. Oh, I like this. I'm just starting to feel this in my spirit, right? That's inside of them that propels them on. These people, they suffered for their faith. They gave their self for their faith, but they never backed down. They never drew back because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you start to talk to Christians and you get the wonder. You start to think to yourself, "Now, now, do I really want what they have? Amen? Do I really want the, this kind of Christianity that this person has? There should be something in us as witnesses. Number one, we're convinced of the message. Number two, that, that we're, we're infused with power. There should be something that is attractive and that causes us to go on and to go forth and to excel when others are falling off. Not because we're better than anyone. It's just that he's better than anyone and he's dwelling inside of us. Amen? And so we're empowered by him. God strengthens us. He gives us a boldness, a courage. There's a, there's a bubbling up. There's a welling up. There's a strength that comes from being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And what we want to do is allow this to, to, to manifest itself through us because we want to be true witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot go any further without being empowered by God. We cannot go any further without being empowered, without having God in our churches, without having God in our marriages, without having the Holy Spirit helping us to raise our children, without having the Holy Spirit helping us to do a, a good job on our jobs. We cannot go any further, amen? We need the witness of, the, of, of Jesus Christ within our hearts. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Many people have been, have been going forth on survival mode for too long. But he said, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power and you shall be witnesses. We want the kind of power that wells up inside of us. The kind of power that says, that says you, can, you can do this. You can make it. You shall overcome. You're not going to die. You're not going to buckle. Don't quit. Don't give up. You can make this. You can do this. I am with you. And I am walking with you. We allow the Holy Spirit to empower us. This is another sign of a person who was a witness. Apostle Paul, when he was infused with the presence of God and power of the Holy Spirit, he did things that were amazing. But he said it wasn't him. It was the grace of God that was with him. It was the power of the Holy Spirit compelling him. Caused him to do great things for the kingdom of God. And this is what God is looking for from us. He says, I want you to be my witnesses, but number one, you have to be fully convinced that, that I died, I, I was buried, and I rose from the grave. And you have to realize that I want to empower you with my spirit if you're really going to represent me. If we're really going to represent God we, and re- really represent the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and empower us. Empower us to do things. When we welcome the Holy Spirit to do things in our lives, to give us strength, we change our confession. Look at your neighbor and say, change your confession. This is big. We change our confession. I can't make it. This is getting, this is too hard. I know God wants me to change, but it's so hard. I don't know all this is too much. I just don't think we're going to make it. Honey, what are we going to do? I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. I'm about to give God the glory and ask God to empower this family. Because God is faithful. And this, this is what true witnesses do. And these are the characteristics of true witnesses. They know the message. They're not confused. And number two, they have allowed the Holy Spirit to empower them. To go forward. And the last few things here. Is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's take a look at verse 9. To 12. This is big. This is it. Now there there, there may be more characteristics. But these are the ones that God really highlighted for me. Okay. Let's look here at verse 9. For you remember brethren. Our labor and toil for laboring night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you we preach to you the gospel of God and you are witnesses and God also how devoutly justly and blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you who believed as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charge every one of you as a father does his own children. That you would walk worthy of the Lord who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. And so we, hear, we see here Apostle Paul coming on the scene to a group of people that were in Thessalonica. They are there. He begins to share the gospel. He, he begins to give them insight. He's apostolically going going to this city to establish truth in the region. And then eventually to plant a work. And he comes there and he tells them that you can bear witness. And God can also. How, he says, number one, how devoutly. Number two, justly and blamelessly. And I link them all together because this is the one scripture. But we see here, he says how devoutly, justly and blamelessly we, we behaved ourselves among you. How we lived our lives among you. As witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. When they came on the scene, they had their message. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit. But then they had character qualities, moral character qualities, that that gave witness and testimony to who Jesus Christ was in their life. And number one is these individuals were devout. They were faithful to the practices of Christianity. They were faithful. Devoutly means faithful. They're faithful to the practices that were committed to them through other apostles and through the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what they did. Their life was like this. They, they weren't wishy-washy. They weren't coming and going. When they got there, it was clear that these individuals were witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they saw this by the way that, how, the way that they, they lived their life before them as faithful soldiers for Christ. And this is what we have to have. If people see us they, they, if people see us, and we come to bring the gospel and we share the message, we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, people should see that we are devout followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. That I am faithful to all of the, the practices that God has instituted through His Word. That I am willing to stay faithful and to remain faithful. This is the characteristic of a true witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. A, 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 a true witness of the, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ is not here coming and going. Here there. You know, trying to find them. You're chasing them around. Are you coming back to church? Are you, are you, going, are you praying? Are you reading? Always chasing people around. It's hard for me to believe that a person is a true witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you look at them, as far as devoutness is concerned, That you don't see the faithfulness and the consistency. Well, a person would say, well, you know, how are you going to judge me? Well, I'm not judging you. God has said in his word, you shall know them by their what? You see it. It's clear. I can see it. I can see a witness. He says justly that these individuals, when they came on the scene, they they were just. They understood God not only as savior, but as judge, they understood him as an individual who has, design, has a system in place to make sure that everyone uh, will be judged with the same standard, that there was no partiality. I'm going to treat the Jews a little different than you Gentiles. I'm going to treat my family a little different than I will you because I don't know you. These, when he talks about being just these individuals refuse to show partiality because we have a tendency to show partiality. And the Bible says that if we show partiality, we're committing sin. These individuals were just. They said, listen, there is a standard that God has set forth in his word. And it doesn't matter if it's my favorite preacher. It doesn't matter if it's my mother. It doesn't matter if it's my children. The standard is the standard and everyone must meet Christ at the standard. Amen. Amen. There's no double standard with Christ Jesus. There's no standard for white people. And then there's a standard for black people. There's no standard for Japanese people. And then there's a standard for you know, uh, Hispanics. There's, there's, it's a standard has been set. And when Apostle Paul came to them, he came to them and he came as a person who was a true witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he showed this by how justly he dealt with them. He was faithful in this this regard. And so God is looking for this out of out of witnesses. And then the last thing he says here is blameless. How blamelessly we behaved ourselves among you. The testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ was was not tainted through his actions. Oh, it's quiet in here right now. It's real quiet. The testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ was not tainted through Apostle Paul's actions. It doesn't mean that Apostle Paul was perfect. But there was a consistency there that bear witness to the Lord's influence in his life. And so when he he looked, and this is one of the things that I just, man, I I just, it, it, it just really just... Man, it just bothers me sometimes. I just have a hard time. And I shouldn't say bothers, but it really, it just, it's a pursuit of mine. It's at the end of the day, looking back at my life and saying, God, I never made you look bad. I didn't do it. Now, it doesn't mean that I didn't make mistakes sometimes in my life. It doesn't mean I was perfect. But God, I never... Gave the devil an opportunity to to blaspheme your name through my actions. Well, you're supposed to be a Christian. And what you doing over here? I thought you said you were saved. And you all up in here. Well, I thought you said you were saved. I just heard you cuss this person out over there. Wow. Is that the Jesus I'm uh, You want me to follow? And see, I'm not saying. Now, listen here. Hey, we make mistakes, but there has to be something in our hearts that says, God, I don't want to. God, I don't want to leave a stain on your name. When you look at an individual like a Billy Graham, his testimony speaks. And they're celebrating him. Heathens are celebrating him. Because to this point in his life, he has not caused the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be stained, to be smeared so we have presidents and politicians and people that are looking to get to, to just get an audience with this man because he was been blameless doesn't mean he's been perfect but as far as his sincerity is concerned as far as consistency is concerned people have seen this and so they're naming expressways after him his name is is is, is been exalted by god because he he had a testimony and he was a witness To the things that he had heard. He had seen. He he was empowered by God. And and he lived justly. He lived as an individual. That was devout in his commitment to God. And now at over 80 years old. He still has a testimony. This is what I want people to say about you and I. As witnesses. Now that doesn't mean that you can't fall and get up. And go forward and be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. But people want to see some longevity. They want to see some consistency. I know when he was young he messed up. But now look at him. To testimony of God. And so as a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. These are things that we have to really examine. God do I really know that you died Lord Jesus. That you were buried And that you rose from that grave. And I am fully convinced. There's nothing anyone could ever tell me. It's over. And this is speaking in my life. Not only through my confession. But people can see me being empowered by God. That the testimony of Jesus Christ is sure within me. I've been empowered by God. I'm devout. I'm just. And in the sight of God, I blame this. And even in your sight, you haven't seen me. Stay in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Doesn't mean I haven't been perfect. Doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that I've been perfect. But it does mean. That the end, at the end of the day. You've seen a consistency. That you cannot deny. As a believer today. Are you a true witness? Or am I a true witness of the Lord Jesus Christ? When I stand on the scene. Do people know. Where my loyalty lies. Do my children know where my loyalty lies? Does my wife know where my loyalty lies? Do my coworkers know where my loyalty lies? Do all my preaching buddies, do they know where my loyalty lies? Am I truly a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ? I've given my life to God. And if need be, I will be willing to give my life for God. These are things that we have to look at. Anybody can fly a plane into a building and die for a lie. But how many people are willing to give their life for the truth? This is what God is looking for out of us as believers.
0: And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, we love hearing from you. It means a great deal to us knowing that these programs are having their desired effect on your life, spurring you on in Christ, love and good deeds. You can reach out to us by phone, 925-292-7800, 925 925- or write to us. Times of refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive. Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there as well as our online store, and you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. Now, normally at this time, I would invite you to join us for worship here at The Well. But at least until May 1st, because of the COVID-19, we're not available to do that at this time. What we are available to do is invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on His truths during this time and remembering that God is in control, and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.